62nd sign is the prophecy about the ruin of the Turkish consul, the details of which are recorded in my books. 63rd sign, there is a prophecy of God Almighty recorded in Brahina Ahmadiyya that I shall be saved from assassination attempts and other machinations. Accordingly, despite a number of attacks, God Almighty has saved me to this day from the evil of the enemies. 64th sign, there is a prophecy on record in Brahina Ahmadiyya that I will win all the cases filed against me. Accordingly, I was victorious in all litigation. 65th sign, there is a prophecy in Brahina Ahmadiyya that so many people will flock towards me that I will nearly become exhausted from the profusion of visitors. Accordingly, hundreds of thousands of visitors have come to me. 66th sign, there is a prophecy recorded in Brahina Ahmadiyya about Ashabu Sufha. Footnote start. In one corner of the Prophet's mosque in Medina, a covered platform was prepared which was known as Sufha. This served as the resting place of indigent immigrants who dedicated themselves to the worship of Allah, the company of the Holy Prophet and recitation of the Holy Quran. They became known as Ashabu Sufa. Footnote end. Accordingly, many devotees have migrated from their native lands and have settled along with their families in certain portions of my house, the foremost of them all being our brother Mauri Hakim Nuruddin. 67th sign. Rahina Ahmadiyya contains a prophecy that I will be granted proficiency and eloquence in the Arabic language, such that no one will be able to challenge it. Footnote start. In this connection, I had received this revelation from God Almighty. Your discourse has been made eloquent by the Lord the Benevolent. Of the books I have composed in Arabic thus far, some are in prose and some in verse, the equal of which the opposing ulama have not been able to produce. Their detailed list is as follows. 1. The booklet as part of Anjame Atham, page 72 to 282. 2. Uh, at tabligh attached to Aina-i Islam. 3. Karamatu Sahadikin. 4. Hamamatul Bushra. 5. Siratul Abdal. 6. Nurul Haq, part 1. 7. Nurul Haq, part 2. 8. Tuhfai Baghdad. 9. Ijazul Masih. 10. Itmamul Huja, 11. Hujatullah, 12. Sirul Khulafa, 13. Muwahibur Rahman, 14. Ijaz Ahmadi, 15. Khudba al Hamia, 16. Al Huda, and 17. Alamatul Mukarabin as part of Tashkiratush Shahadatan. And those books which have been compiled in Arabic but have not yet been published are 18. Tarkhibul Mu'minin, 19. Lujatun Nur and 20 Najmul Huda footnote and accordingly no one has thus far been able to do so. 68th sign the prophecy of a shadowing witness contained in Brahina Ahmadiyya the fulfillment of which is recorded with details in Brahina Ahmadiyya. 69th sign in Hamamatul Bushra which I had published many years before the outbreak of the plague I had written that I had prayed for the outbreak of plague Thus, that prayer was accepted and the plague broke out in the country. 70th sign. As recorded in Brahina Ahmadiyya, God had informed me that the plague would break out on account of rejection, and so the plague broke out in the Punjab 25 years later. 71st sign. Is that I have written in the book Sirul Khilafa, page 62. 
Footnote, sorry, this reference text appears in Rohani Khazain, Volume 8, page 391, published in 2008. Footnote, end. I prayed against my opponents, that is, such of the opponents as are destined not to attain guidance to suffer from the plague. Hence, years after this supplication, the plague prevailed in this country, and many staunch opponents perished. The following was the supplication I made. Footnote start. 1. O my Lord, seize the one who is inimical to righteous path and deed and creates mischief, and strike him with the chastisement of plague and destroy him. 2. Dispel my anxieties and relieve me of my grief, O my benevolent master. Decimate my enemy and reduce him to dust. This prophecy was made at a time when there was no sign of plague in any part of this country. See my book, Sirul Khlafa. Footnote end. And the following prophecy is on record in the book, Ijazai Ahmadi. When we are angry, God punishes him who crosses all limits and intends egregious evil. The time is nigh when he will destroy everyone unjust and cruel. Only they will die who have already been murdered by their own sins. I would be the worst of the worst if the reward for their insolence is not their own humiliation. God has decreed that down piercing reproach should beget down piercing illness, the plague. Hence, this plague is what would overtake them. Only when pernicious impiety exceeded all limits did I wish for the devastating plague. After this, I received the following revelation. How many homes there are of the enemy that you have destroyed? It was published in the Hakam and Al-Badr. And then all the above-mentioned supplications, which were made only after suffering extreme persecution from my enemies, found acceptance in the presence of Allah. And in accordance with the prophecy, the chastisements of the plague rained down upon them like fire, and thousands of enemies who rejected and reviled me perished. I will mention here some bitter opponents by way of illustration. Thus first, Mawi Rasul Baba, resident of Amritsar, is worth mentioning, who wrote a book in my refutation. He used very abusive language and lied out of love for his temporary life. Eventually, in keeping with the promise of God, he was destroyed by the plague. After him, there was another person named Muhammad Baksh, a deputy inspector at Batala, who girded up his loins for hostility and persecution. He too died of the plague. After him, another person named Jaraguddin of Jammu arose. He claimed to be a messenger. He referred to me as the Dajjal, Antichrist, and claimed that during a dream Hazrat Isa had given him his staff, that he might kill this Dajjal with the staff of Isa. He too, along with both of his sons, died of plague on April 4th, 1906, in accordance with my prophecy that was specifically about him and was published during his lifetime in my booklet, Dafiul Balaywa Miyaru Ahlil Istifa. Where did the staff of Isa go, with which he sought to kill me? And what happened to his revelation, namely, I indeed am of the messengers? Alas, most people pronounce their egoistic suggestions to be revelation prior to self-purification. This is why they eventually die in ignominy and disgrace. Besides these, there were many others who had crossed all limits and inflicted injury and insolence and did not fear the wrath of God Almighty. Day in and day out, they were busy hurling ridicule, taunts, and abuses at me. In the end, they all fell prey to the plague. For instance, Munshi Mahboub Alam Ahmadi writes from Lahore. I had an uncle named Noor Ahmad who was a resident of village Bhiri, Chhata, Tahsil, Hafizabad. 
One day he asked me why Mirza Sahib did not demonstrate any sign in support of his claim of being the Messiah. I replied, among other signs in his favor, there was the plague which broke out after the prophecy. It continues to devour the world. At this he blurted, plague will not touch me. Rather, this plague has come in order to kill Mirza Sahib instead. Footnote start. In the sight of God Almighty, these words were tantamount to the challenge of Mubahila, prayer duel. Footnote end. It will have no effect on me at all. It will affect Mirza Sahib alone. The conversation ended at this much discussion. One week later, when I reached Lahore, I received the news that my uncle Noor Ahmed had died of plague. A number of the residents of that village are witness to this conversation, and it is an incident which cannot be concealed. Mia Miraj Deen writes from Lahore, Mawi Zainul Abidin, who had passed his exams with honors in Arabic and Persian, and was related to Malvi Ghulam Rasul of Qila, had graduated in theological studies and was a popular teacher in the Anjumani Humayati Islam Lahore. At a shop in the Kashmiri Bazaar, he entered into a Mubahila prayer duel with Marvi Muhammad Ali of Sayarkot regarding the truth of Your Holiness's claim. Then a few days later, he died of plague. Not only he but his wife too died of plague and his son-in-law who was an employee of the Accountant General's Department also died of plague. Similarly, 17 members of his family died of plague after the Mubahila. How peculiar! Can anyone understand the mystery behind these people believing me to be the liar, imposter and Dajjal, yet they are the ones who die when there is a Mubahila? Could there possibly be, God forbid, a misunderstanding on the part of God? Why is the wrath of God being inflicted on such pious people who are subjected to death, suffering from humiliation and disgrace on top of it? Further, Mia Miraj Deen writes, Similarly, Karim Baksh, a contractor in Lahore, used to be very insolent and offensive to your holiness and behaved like that most of the time. I remonstrated with him a number of times, but he would not desist. Eventually, his life was cut short in his prime. Sayyid Hamid Shah of Siyalkot writes, Hafiz Sultan of Siyalkot was a bitter enemy of your holiness. He is the one who intended to throw ashes at you in Siyalkot as you ride past by. In the end, he died of plague in this very year of 1906, along with nine or ten members of his family. Similarly, it is common knowledge in the city of Sarkar that Hakim Muhammad Shafi, who had become an impostor after entering into the Covenant of Allegiance and had founded Madrasatul Quran, was your bitter enemy. This unfortunate one, due to his selfish motives, could not hold fast to the Covenant of Allegiance and join hands in animosity and oppositions with the residents of the subdivision Lahoran of Sialkot who were bitterly opposed to you. In the end, he too became a victim of the plague. His wife, his mother, and his brother all died of the plague one after the other. Furthermore, the donors of his seminary also perished. Similarly, Mirza Sardar Bayag of Sialkot, who had exceeded all limits and inflicted insolence and vituperation, and whose constant practice entailed ridicule and derision, would say everything with sarcasm and impertinence. He was afflicted with severe plague and perished. Once addressing a member of Jamaat Ahmadiyya, he said, Why are you always babbling about the plague? I will only believe if I contract the plague. Consequently, two days later, he died of the plague. 72nd Sign some bitter enemies who by way of Mubayla had pronounced the curse of Allah be upon the liars, died as divine chastisement overtook them. For example, Malwi Rashid Ahmad Gangohi first became blind and then died of a snake bite. 
Some died after becoming insane. For example, Malvi Shahdeen of Ludhiana, Malvi Abdul Aziz, Malvi Muhammad, and Malvi Abdullah of Ludhiana, who were my worst enemies, all three passed away. Similarly, Abdul Rahman Muhyiddin of Lahukay, after his own revelation that the chastisement of God would descend upon the one who is the liar, passed away. Seventy-third sign. Similarly, Malvi Ulam Dastagir of Kasur literally entered into a mubahila with me and in his book prayed thus, May God kill him who is a liar. He himself died a few days after this prayer. What a great sign this was for the opposing Malvis if they could only but understand. 74th sign. Likewise, Malvi Muhammad Hassan of Pain died in fulfillment of my prophecy as I have recorded in detail in my book Mubahibur Rahman. 75th sign. On page 35 to 38 of my book Nurul Haq. Footnote start. This reference text appears in Rohani Khasain, volume 8, pages 47 to 52, published in 2008. Footnote N. I had recorded my prophecy that God had conveyed to me that the lunar and solar eclipses that took place in the month of Ramadan were precursors of the coming chastisement. In accordance with this prophecy, such a plague broke out in the country that about 300,000 people have died so far. 76th sign. In Brahina Ahmadiyya, there is a prophecy of God Almighty about me, namely, God Almighty says, I shall instill your love in the hearts of people and I shall bring you up before my eyes. This revelation is of the time when not a single person had any affiliation with me. Then, after a lengthy period of time, this revelation was fulfilled and God raised thousands of people whose hearts he filled with love for me. Some sacrificed their lives for my sake, some endured financial losses for my sake, some were driven out of their native lands on my account. They were persecuted and tormented. And there are thousands who preferred me over their personal needs and offered their cherished belongings to me. Footnote. I had reached this far in my writing, and no sooner had I finished writing this sentence than I received a letter from a sincere devotee who is a member of my Jamaat. Since I received that letter precisely at the moment I was writing this sentence and it was relevant to it, I reproduce it below. Letter of Sayyid Nasir Shah It is my great desire that on the Day of Judgment I may be counted among the blessed Jamaat under your honors ages as I am now. Amin. Honorable Sir, Allah the Almighty knows well that my love for your holy person is so great that all my possession and my life are at your service. May I be sacrificed for you a thousand times. May my brothers and parents be sacrificed for you. May I end my days in your love and obedience. Amin. I would forever be busy flying to your place if only I had wings. Humbly yours, Sayyid Nasir Shah, Overseer, stationed at Baramullah Kashmir. August 15, 1906. In fact, this sincere young man possesses the highest degree of sincerity. Impelled by his love for me, he has donated 2,000 rupees or even more. This letter was also accompanied by 50 rupees. Footnote end. I reckon that their hearts are filled with love. Should I ask them to completely surrender their wealth or sacrifice their lives for my sake, there are many who are prepared to do so. When I witness sincerity and devotion of such a high standard in most of my followers, I cannot help declaring, My omnipotent Lord, indeed, you have dominion over every single particle. You are the one who has drawn these hearts towards me during these tumultuous times and has endowed them with steadfastness. 
This sign of your might is indeed a great sign. 77 Sign Bashir Ahmed, my son, once fell ill with an eye condition, so much so that no medicine was of any help. There was fear of him losing his eyesight. When the illness reached its utmost severity, I prayed to God and received a revelation, meaning that my son Bashir began to see. Then, either the same day or the next, he recovered. This incident, too, would be known to 100 persons or so. 78th sign. When I built the smaller mosque that is attached to my residence and is built above an alley, I thought of finding a date in terms of numerical value. Footnote start. In the Arabic object system, each letter in the alphabet corresponds to a numerical value. Using this system, the date of the founding of the mosque, year 1300 of the Hijra calendar, equals the sum of the numerical values of each Arabic letter used in the sentence. Footnote end. At this, the following words were revealed from God Almighty. This mosque is a source of blessings and is blessed itself. In it will be performed every blessed deed. This was a prophecy from which the date of the foundation of the mosque is also derived. 79th sign. There is the following prophecy recorded in Brahina Ahmadiyya about the progress of this Jamaat, meaning that initially it will be a seed which will send forth its sprout, which will then become stronger and then stand firm on its stems. It was a great prophecy which was made 25 years ago before the inception of the Jamaat and was about its growth and progress. It was made at a time when there was no Jamaat nor had anyone pledged allegiance to me. Indeed, none of them even knew my name. Thereafter, the grace and bounty of God Almighty created this Jamaat, which today numbers more than even 300,000. It was like a small seed which was planted by the hand of God Almighty. I remained hidden for quite some time and then my advent took place and a great number of branches formed a bond with me. Thus, this prophecy was fulfilled entirely by the hand of God Almighty.